Hi, everyone. We have uh, Skip Wickham today. Uh, hi, Skip. Hey, Gabor. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Um, all the way from Colorado, sitting in his warm studio, because it's probably freezing, or it's going to be freezing there soon. It's going to get chilly here in the next few days, yeah. It's going to get chilly. Um, today's topic um, is dealing with camera distortion, right? Is that kind of the... Yeah. Yes, it is. Discuss here uh, today. So I'm going to let Skip share his knowledge um, or knowledge and, and the issues that he's seen over the years with, with this topic. Sure. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Gabor. This is, this is something that I think is really important for aspiring painters, uh, especially outdoor painters, to understand the distortion. We see this now this ubiquitous use of uh, our our phone cameras and i just recently uh, got a new the latest version of the iphone that has the three lenses on it and the biggest lens the one they call the telephoto is actually the one that if you if you're recording information out there of what you're painting that bigger lens is the one you want to use because um, our little pocket cameras and, and, um, and most of the phone cameras have, they have wide angle lenses on them and that really distorts the image. It, so yet the problem that I see is, you know, if you're working outdoors, oftentimes we use a viewfinder to edit what we're going to paint and pick, select the the, uh, the scene we're going to paint. And then we take photographs of that scene uh, along with our painting and uh, get back to the studio. And we start tending to treat that view through the camera the same as we do that little viewfinder that we use to select our, our subject. And they're two different things. Because of that wide angle lens, you get a tremendous amount of distortion. You'll notice it right away that the background in your in your little camera is much further away than what you're actually seeing with your eye, and um, and your foregrounds are are way too close because of that wide-angle lens on the camera. So we need to correct for this, and and really the way to the only way to do this is through experience. And if you will, you will under, we've got to understand that we have a basic cone of vision and that that's what it's called with uh, when we're looking at something and it's a, it's about 60 degrees. And in order to understand what that means, uh, the easiest way to do this is to hold your arms straight out in front of you both arms and spread your palms a little bit wider than your shoulders. And that will be, that will be the edge of, of your, of your, what your, of your subject. And the same thing, you can do it vertically. And in other words, think of, of holding a hula hoop out there at, at that's that big around in front of you. And that's what you're going to see you turn around and, and look different directions with it, that is, that's what you're going to, 
that's what the you're going to paint that's true perspective on that now the camera sees way more and that's where the distortion comes in so i see a lot of paintings from my students with with a, of a stream for instance and the way they've painted it it looks like it's a waterfall it's the it looks like it's fallen off the bottom of the camera because they've they've they bought into that distortion that the camera gave them and uh, so really the only way i know to correct this or to be aware of it and that's that's the point i guess i'm trying to make is an awareness of what the camera does and uh, really the only way to do it is train your eye and that comes from you do that by spending time outdoors and i know a lot of the these aspiring painters even the aspiring landscape painters don't spend much time outdoors and um, that's to their detriment because even if you do nothing more than going out and drawing and getting in the habit of drawing and i'm not talking about highly detailed highly rendered drawings but just drawing what's out in front of you that begins to train the eye to see and and register true perspective which leads me to another subject uh, as far as distortion goes when you're outdoors or if you're working from a photograph even the first thing you want to identify is the horizon line because everything in that image on your painting is going to relate to that horizon line that things <clears throat> even in in the landscape especially in the landscape you can't i often see students lose sight of of the horizon line and they start introducing some some squirrely drawing into their paintings <laughs> and I mean, it's once you set yourself up establish where you where you're going to stand for this hour and a half that you're going to paint that horizon line is never going to change and it is basically what is called eye level it's your eye and a level a level line that goes from horizon to horizon at your eye level and uh, there's some great books out there on on landscape drawing painting and so forth and uh, invariably they all refer to establishing that horizon line so um yeah and, and the, another thing that that we seem it's just human nature is uh, with photography is we we tend to insidiously think that this see it as as gospel as it's inviolate that meaning that we can't change anything around and uh, that's where this another big misconception comes in and, and this is a subconscious thing we we need to be hyper aware of of our ability to edit to alter the perspective to so it's more natural feeling to the to the viewer um 
Ned Mueller, yeah. Ned, Ned said something, sure. it looks right. What do you say? If it's if it looks right, but it's not right, what is it saying? So, oh, I I know. It's, yeah, uh, if, but if it's right, but it looks wrong, then it's wrong. So yeah, I mean, this Ned and I went to the same yeah. school, and yeah. we were yeah. That was yeah. one of the things they pounded into us in school yeah. was that <clears throat> even though mathematically it's right, but it looks wrong, kind of like that's kind of what it's saying. Then it's wrong yeah. in, in then it's wrong. Yeah, mm -hmm. or if it's mathematically off, but it looks right. Then it's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's it's yeah. we were. I mean, like Ned went uh, Ned went through school just before I did, but we, at that time uh, we were required to take two semesters of perspective, and this was very analytical perspective. Yeah. Um, but and the, and the the guy that taught it was, I mean, this he was like like a Marine, the way he taught it. I mean, there was no arguing, this is the way it is. I mean, but, but he was he was an ex, he just so knowledgeable with this stuff. And we had diagram everything out. But at the, he said, yes, this is perspective. This is an analytical course in perspective and how to, how to construct these things. But he said, the bottom line is it's rather than, I would, I would rather than call this perspective one and perspective two, I want to call it horse sense one and horse sense two, because it's simply educating your eye yeah. to what is right and being able to identify something. If it's, if it doesn't feel right, what's wrong. And you have the, the tools, the skills to go in there and figure out where it's, where it's off base. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So this ties into the camera thing, basically of what, uh, Skip was talking about here the perspective, which we can have another podcast definitely about about that. But um, sure, eye yeah. level, the eye level horizon line thing. It's always a not always, but it seems to be an issue uh, with with students, and it's not that difficult. Yeah. Well, and math has a great way because <clears throat> yeah. uh, a great way of identifying it, and I've watched him explain it to his students before, and that is simply take your panel, your painting panel. Yeah. Uh, and and hold it uh, on edge so that so that you're not looking at the flat of the panel. You're looking at the edge of it, and you hold it out in front of you. And when it when you have a clean, you are only seeing the edge of that panel. Yeah. That is your horizon line. If you're seeing more of the bottom, then you're you're it, it's it's too low. Yeah. If you're seeing more of the top. It's too high. It's yeah. when you only see that thin edge of it. That is, and that, and that will remain true for the time you spend uh, on that piece right there. And, and I had a student ask me, "Well, Gabor, you have a, you get what if you have a mountain, and then you know, typical, you know, you get foreground, you get a mountain, you get some trees in between. Well, how do you find a horizon line?" What I said, "Well, I mean, there's clues in, within the, the the foreground leading you in." And then obviously you kind of can guess where the bottom of the mountain is somewhat. I mean, you can kind of, I mean, you're not going to be severely off. I mean, no, yeah, exactly. You don't see it clearly per se. And it's a, they, they were thinking, asking a photograph mm -hmm. rather than from life. They took the photo. It's like, where is it? Can you show me? Well, there's clues. I mean, you bet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, I mean, yeah. You bet. I mean, you, you follow the lines of a stream. Stream or a, even yeah. if there's no stream, to look at the rock, the way the rock is, you know, I mean, 
Exactly. And especially, uh, this is especially true if you're painting any place where you've got a lot of sedimentary rock, like the Grand Canyon. Those yeah. are those are lines in there lines. that you can use, and those those lines go to a vanishing point. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not, yeah. It's not. You're not going to find it to the. I mean, but it's darn close. I mean, it's there. Exactly. You'll yeah. get darn close to it. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, Skip. We again, we can probably do a whole other podcast about the uh, the perspective, which is a great idea to to do to hit that in the uh, in the near near future. So, thanks for sharing your knowledge about the camera and perspective. Well, thank you, Gabor, for the opportunity to discuss this because I I do think it's a really important um, element to principle to to keep in mind. So, thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Um, if you guys enjoyed uh, this podcast episode, um, make sure you, uh, if you enjoyed uh, or you want to know more about Skip's teaching, uh, which he actually has an online course coming up March 8th, 2022, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, we have a March, July, and a November opening for him. But if you're listening to this uh, before March 8th, it's a two-week open period, and you can enroll in those times. So make sure you go to our website and click on mentoring courses. Thanks for listening. Take care.